Now we shall be reading part 9 of lesson 13 Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996 of paper 1 Jurisprudence Interpretation and General Laws 13.35 Settlement Agreement Subsection 1 of section 73 provides that when it appears to the conciliator that there exist elements of a settlement which may be acceptable to the parties he shall formulate the terms of possible settlement and submit them to the parties for their observations after receiving the observations of the parties the conciliator may reformulate the terms of a possible settlement in the light of such observations further subsection 2 provides that if the parties reach agreement on a settlement of the dispute they may draw up and sign a written settlement agreement if requested by the parties the conciliator may draw up or assist the parties in drawing up the settlement agreement subsection 3 states that When the parties sign the settlement agreement it shall be final and binding on the parties and persons claiming under them respectively as per subsection 4 the conciliator shall authenticate the settlement agreement and furnish a copy thereof to each of the parties 13.35.1 status and effect of settlement agreement section 74 provides that the settlement agreement shall have the same status and effect as if it is an arbitral award on agreed terms on the substance of the dispute rendered by an arbitral tribunal under section 30 confidentiality section 75 provides that notwithstanding anything contained in any other law for the time being in force the conciliator and the party shall keep confidential all matters relating to the conciliation proceedings confidentiality shall extend also to the settlement agreement except where its disclosure is necessary for purposes of implementation and enforcement 13.36 termination of conciliation proceedings the conciliation proceedings shall be terminated by the signing of the settlement agreement by the parties on the date of the agreement by a written declaration of the conciliator after consultation with the parties to the effect that further efforts at conciliation are no longer justified on the date of the declaration by written declaration of the parties addressed to the conciliator to the effect that the conciliation proceedings are terminated on the date of the declaration by written declaration of a party to the other party and the conciliator if appointed to the effect that the conciliation proceedings are terminated on the date of the declaration 13.36.1 resort to arbitral or judicial proceedings section 77 provides that the party shall not initiate during the conciliation proceedings any arbitral or judicial proceedings in respect of a dispute that is the subject matter of conciliation proceedings except that a party may initiate arbitral or judicial proceedings where in his opinion such proceedings are necessary for preserving his rights costs Subsection 1 of section 78 states that upon termination of the conciliation proceedings the conciliator shall fix the costs of the conciliation and give written notice thereof to the parties further subsection 2 states that for the purpose of subsection 1 costs mean reasonable costs relating to a the fee and expenses of the conciliator and witnesses requested by the conciliator with the consent of the parties b any expert advice requested by the conciliator with the consent of the parties c 
any assistance provided pursuant to clause b of subsection 2 of section 64 and section 68 d any other expenses incurred in connection with the conciliation proceedings and the settlement agreement as per subsection 3 the costs shall be borne equally by the parties unless the settlement agreement provides for a different apportionment all other expenses incurred by a party shall be borne by that party 13.36.2 deposits subsection 1 of section 79 states that the conciliator may direct each party to deposit an equal amount as an advance for the costs referred to in subsection 2 of section 78 which he expects will be incurred further subsection 2 states that during the course of the conciliation proceedings the conciliator may direct supplementary deposits in an equal amount from each party as per subsection 3 if the required deposits under subsection 1 and 2 are not paid in full by both parties within 30 days the conciliator may suspend the proceedings or may make a written declaration of termination of the proceedings to the parties effective on the date of that declaration subsections 4 provide that upon termination of the conciliation proceedings the conciliator shall render an accounting to the parties of the deposits received and shall return any unexpended balance to the parties 13.37 role of conciliator in other proceedings Section 80 details the role of a conciliator in other proceedings. The conciliator shall not act as an arbitrator or as a representative or counsel of a party in any arbitral or judicial proceeding in respect of a dispute that is the subject of the conciliation proceedings. The conciliator shall not be presented by the panics as a witness in any arbitral or judicial proceedings. 13.37.1 admissibility of evidence in other proceedings. Section 81 provides that the parties shall not rely on or introduce as evidence in arbitral or judicial proceedings, whether or not such proceedings relate to the dispute that is the subject of the conciliation proceedings. a. Views expressed or suggestions made by the other party in respect of a possible settlement of the dispute. b. Admissions made by the other party in the course of the conciliation proceedings. c. Proposals made by the conciliator. d. The fact that the other party had indicated his willingness to accept a proposal for settlement made by the conciliator. 13.37.2 Power of a High Court to Make Rules Section 82 provides that the High Court may make rules inconsistent with this Act as to all proceedings before the Court under this Act. 13.37.3 Removal of Difficulties Subsection 1 of Section 83 provides that if any difficulty arises in giving effect to the provisions of this Act, the Central Government may, by order published in the Official Gazette, make such provisions not inconsistent with the provisions of this Act, as appear to it to be the necessary or expedient for removing the difficulty, provided that no such order shall be made after the expiry of a period of two years from the date of commencement of this Act. Further, subsection 2 provides that every order made under this section shall, as soon as may be after it is made, be laid before each House of Parliament. 
Power to make rules. Subsection 1 of Section 84 provides that the central government may, by notification in the official gazette, make rules for carrying out the provisions of this Act. Further, subsection 2 provides that every rule made by the central government under this Act shall be laid as soon as may be, after it is made before each House of Parliament, while it is in session, for a total period of thirty days, which may be comprised in one session or in two, or more successive sessions, and if, before the expiry of the session, immediately following the session, or the successive sessions aforesaid, both Houses agree in making any modification in the rule, or both Houses agree that the rule should not be made, the rule shall thereafter have effect only in such modified form, or be of no effect as the case may be. So, however, that any such modification or annulment shall be without prejudice to the validity of anything previously done under that rule. 13.38 Alternative Dispute Resolution ADR There is a growing awareness that courts will not be in a position to bear the entire burden of justice system. A very large number of disputes lend themselves to resolution by alternative modes, such as arbitration, mediation, conciliation, negotiation, etc. The ADR processes provide procedural flexibility, save valuable time and money, and avoid the stress of a conventional trial. There is, therefore, an urgent need to establish and promote ADR services for resolution of both domestic and international disputes in India. These services need to be nourished on sound conceptions, expertise in their implementation and comprehensive and modern facilities. The International Centre for Alternative Dispute Resolution, ICADR, is a unique centre in this part of the world that makes provision for promoting teaching and research in the field of ADR, as also for offering ADR services to parties not only in India, but also to parties all over the world. The ICADR is a society registered under Societies Registration Act 1860. It is an independent, non-profit-making organization. It maintains panels of independent experts in the implementation of ADR processes. Areas in which ADR works. Almost all disputes including commercial, civil, labor and family disputes in respect of which the parties are entitled to conclude a settlement, can be settled by an ADR procedure. ADR techniques have been proven to work in the business environment, especially in respect of disputes involving joint ventures, construction projects, partnership differences, intellectual property, personal injury, product liability, professional liability, real estate, securities, contract interpretation, and performance and insurance coverage. 13.39. Lesson Roundup The purpose of Arbitration Act is to provide quick redressal to commercial disputes by private arbitration. The Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996 aims at streamlining the process of arbitration and facilitating conciliation in business matters. The Act has been divided into four parts. Part 1 deals with arbitration. Part 2 deals with enforcement of certain foreign awards. Part 3 deals with conciliation. 
and Part 4 contains supplementary provisions. The present Act is based on model law drafted by United Nations Commission on International Trade Laws, UNCITRAL, both on domestic arbitration as well as international commercial arbitration to provide uniformity and certainty to both categories of cases. The award shall be made within a period of 12 months from the date the arbitral tribunal enters upon the reference. The award under fast-track procedure shall be made within a period of six months from the date the arbitral tribunal enters upon the reference. Conciliation is an informal process in which the conciliator, the third party, tries to bring the disputants to agreement. He does this by lowering tensions, improving communications, interpreting issues, providing technical assistance, exploring potential solutions and bringing about a negotiated settlement. Mediation is a structured process in which the mediator assists the disputants to reach a negotiated settlement of their differences. Mediation is usually a voluntary process that results in a signed agreement which defines the future behavior of the parties. The mediator uses a variety of skills and techniques to help the parties reach the settlement, but is not empowered to render a decision. The Alternative Dispute Resolution ADR processes provide procedural flexibility, save valuable time and money, and avoid the stress of a conventional trial. The International Centre for Alternative Dispute Resolution, ICADR, is a unique centre in this part of the world that makes provision for promoting teaching and research in the field of ADR, as also for offering ADR services to parties, not only in India, but also to parties all over the world. 13.40. Self-Test Questions 1. What are the grounds to challenge the appointment of an arbitrator under the Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996? Discuss. 2. What do you understand by an arbitration agreement? 3. What are the grounds for setting aside of an arbitral award under the Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996? 4. What are the provisions relating to settlement of the dispute under the Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996? 5. Part 1 of the Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996, applicable only to all the arbitrations which take place within the territory of India. Comment. With this, we come to the end of the Lesson 13, Arbitration and Conciliation Act 1996, of Paper 1. Jurisprudence, Interpretation and General Laws